The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, oh my God, are the Celtics gonna do the historic, the thing that's never been done in history, boy, it is looking different by the moment. Celtics blow the doors off the heat, baby. We got trouble with a capital T in Miami as we head down to South Beach for a very big game six, which is really game seven if you think about it from Miami's perspective because you go back to TD Garden, boy, it's trouble. We find out the real reason that Doc Rivers got fired and, man, it's stupid as you fear it would be. And finally, Adam Silver has some thoughts about 1990s basketball that some of you will not like. Man, horrible, ugly game. Let's get into it, Nick, and drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. Well, damn. Oh, damn. That was ugly, folks. Yes, sir, it was. The Boston Celtics put down a drumming a drubbing, I say, on the Miami Heat. Comprehensive beatdown, 110-97 at TD Garden. Uh, to climb back into the series, folks, Boston is now down only 3-2 as we head back to Ambanito a Miami. The Celtics came out the blocks, and we they just really never slowed down, did they? You know what was crazy to me as a quick aside is Joe Mazzulla sure got good at calling timeouts when the run came, didn't he? All of a sudden, he knows how to call them. They went up 15-5. Miami never got closer the entire game. The lead fluctuated between 18 and 24. But I tell you what, it got down to 12, 15, and all of a sudden it was beep, beep. Quick whistle. Time for a timeout. Most of the damage was done by Mr. My name's Kodak Black, but when you see me, I'm Derek White. Six threes for the first time in his playoff career. This team shot over 40% from three again, and when they do that, they're nearly unbeatable, folks. 38-2 and two when they shoot 40% or better from three. The Celtics, they only got 15 bench points. But the starters, when they're cooking, they don't need any damn rotation. The starters outscored the Heat starters 95-48. to 48. How bad was it? 
Well, it was so bad that Jimmy and Bam sat for the entire fourth quarter and Jimmy Butler didn't get his fucking eight rebounds to help me with my one-game parlay. But you know what? I'm not complaining. We still got NBA basketball in the playoffs to go. The Heat hampered from the start because our man Gabe Vincent twisted his little ankle and was out for the entire game. Kevin Love still hobbled. Kyle Lowry still fat. Unplayably bad. By the end of the first quarter, <laughs> it was night-night sleep mask for the Heat. Uh, we had some guy named... What is his name? Hunter Highsmith? He's some undrafted guy that I had never heard of. Let's find out his name. Uh, Miami. Haywood Highsmith. What a fake-ass name that is. He came off the G League or something. He's like a 2K creative player. Lowry was replaced in the lineup by him. Haywood Highsmith, former D2 player of the year. Yet another undrafted gem for the Miami Heat front office. 35 minutes, 3 for 4 from 3, 15 points, one of the bright spots with a plus minus over 0 with a plus 2. He was so much better than Lowry. Uh, look for him to play a lot more in Game 6. Quick pivot, here's a little trivia question for you. Do you know the name of the general manager of the Miami Heat? If you don't know, join the club. He might be the most important person in the NBA you've never heard of, and his name is Andy Ellisberg. He is responsible for all of these undrafted free agents, along with, of course, Pat Riley, because he's important. That's why you don't know Andy Ellisberg, is because Pat Riley dominates everything. Uh, he started as a public relations intern in 1988. Basically, has held every front office job since. He's like a part of the Eric Spolstra ilk. Came from the bottom, started from the bottom, now we're here. It's a musical night. He's been GM since 2013, and Riley repeatedly calls him the best in the business. Back to the game, it was ugly from start to finish, and when Boston hits their threes, they are hard to beat. Four of the five starters for Boston had 20-plus points, and when that happens, there's no way that they can lose. Here's the deal about Boston. I think they make this shit harder than it needs to be. When they play good basketball, they pass the fucking rock. They don't play iso rock. They don't play iso ball. They pass around. They uh, pass up good shots for great shots, uh, and they continuously do that with stifling defense. It's really hard to beat them. That's really the case. They just don't like playing that way because they're a bunch of egomaniacs. Uh, so if you're Miami, you're not feeling good because it feels like something is clicking. They head back to a critical game six Saturday night, and damn, are we in for a wild ride. Boston has taken four of five in Miami, and now there is only way that the series does not go the distance. The Heat need Bucks game five, Jimmy Butler. That's the only way. That's the only way that this thing ends. They can't have Butler putting up 14 points and sitting for the entire fourth quarter. That's just not the way that it goes. If you don't believe me that that game five Jimmy Butler from the Bucks series is the most important player that needs to show up, uh, take Drew Holiday's word for it. You know Drew, just probably one of the best lockdown defenders in the league. That's just what he is, especially on ball. Uh, Drew said this about Jimmy Buckets. I play defense to go against the best players no matter what position or however it may be. While I was in it, I was hot. I was getting my ass busted. And then Butler started talking shit in the last game, and that's what competitors do. Jimmy, ultimate competitor. But you hate losing. I hate losing. A lot of plays Jimmy Butler made, there was really nothing I could do. There's nothing that anybody could do. It didn't matter if it was Brooke on him, if it was LeBron James on him, Michael Jordan on him. It didn't matter. 
Jimmy was playing at a different level. If the Heat don't get that Jimmy to show up in Game 6, we are heading back to the Garden for Game 7. And possibly we're going to see the greatest comeback in NBA history. We're going to see something that's never been done before. And boy, oh boy, does that mean Joe Missoula might end up saving his job, saving his reputation, and getting me to issue a public apology. Because the Heat letting the Celtics back into the series would be elite for business for the Heat check. That means I would be going to games three and four, so I don't hate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the Philadelphia 76ers folks, they still haven't landed a new coach yet. And they probably won't for the next week at least. Quick sidebar, why isn't anyone giving any accountability to Daryl Morey? What has Daryl Morey really ever done in his life? What has he accomplished? This man's making 10 milli a year and is getting to the Sixers to the exact same spot that they were in before they hired his ass. When it was Elton Brand, before Elton Brand was relegated to selling popcorn. Back on it. The last time we checked in, we saw that the Sixers had narrowed their search to Nick Nurse. Monty Williams, assistant Sam Cassell, Mike Budenholzer, and of course, Mike D'Antoni. But that's not the reason we're revisiting this. Of course, we're going to talk again about Doc Rivers. More specifically, why he was fired. Because now we have concrete reasons why Daryl Morey dropped the (laughs) guillotine on Doc the day after they got bounced in seven by the Celtics. Before we get into it, uh, let me just say this. There were many, many legitimate reasons to fire Doc Rivers, not just this year, but last year and definitely the year before, you know, the Ben Simmons year when he uh, he basically threw him under the bus when Ben Simmons disappeared like Houdini in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, yeah, he probably should have been fired long ago. His ability to match elite coaches, halftime adjustments, letting series leads go, slip through his wrists, slip through his fingers, you know what I'm saying. And, of course, his utter inability to win Game 7s. He's just horrible at that. Uh, Add that to the fact that his tenure with the Sixers ended without a trip to the conference finals. And, yeah, you could just say there's a bunch of reasons that Doc Rivers had to go. Which makes the fact that Doc Rivers got fired for the only possible reason he shouldn't have been fired one of the wildest stories of this incredibly wild playoffs. It is so incredibly Sixers that it hurts me. I mean, couldn't happen. Couldn't happen to a nicer fan base. According to Ramona Shelburne, Doc Rivers got the ax largely for trying 
to hold James Harden accountable for his off-the-court shenanigans and for not making Harden more central to the offense. Oh, Nick Nurse, you better run for the hills, baby, because you sh- your shit is gone. If you pull the things that you did in Toronto, it's going to be in and out like a revolving door. Seriously? Get all the way fucking out of here. Daryl Morey treats James Harden. I'm not even going to say son. I'm going to see like, like, let's be real. Let's be real. Daryl Morey kind of treats James Harden like a mistress. Just gives him everything he wants. Just gives him all the handbags. Gives him all the money. I am convinced now James Harden is getting a five-year deal at Supermax money. Get all the way fucking out of here, Daryl Morey. This is breathtaking in its stupidity. The only reason I tell you that it's not a lie is because it comes from Ramona Shelburne, who is not one of those people who traffics in falsehoods. She's the one who broke the Donald Sterling news. And the whole story was her. How do you find the one thing that Doc Rivers did right as the reason for firing him? I mean... If knowledge of that became public, say, in the midseason, Doc's standing in Philly would be so much higher than it is today. Like, fucking right, yeah. Harden shouldn't be going to Vegas in the middle of the playoffs. I agree. I agree. He should not be at Lil Baby's birthday party right before game four of the Eastern Conference semis. I agree. That's not a good way to get prepared. I agree, Doc. What the fuck are they doing? What an organizational fuck up. Like, what a failure. What a jokeville reason to fire someone. Let's peel back the onion on this, shall we? Shelburne reports that Doc held numerous meetings with Harden, trying to keep his nighttime activities under control, especially, get this, when he played poorly and Harden's pushback was basically... Listen, motherfucker, I got Daryl Morey on my side, and guess what? You don't. And on top of that, he said, listen, I'm not trying to run an offense when I'm not the number one option, bitch. I don't know, just the MVP on the team with you, Harden, who's kind of in the prime of his career, but fine. Like, you want the offense to run around you? Cool, let's bring back D'Antoni and turn it into 2017 again. I don't even know what the fuck to say, honestly. I'm trying to cuss less, but these types of stories don't make it easy. Harden is just the worst. I hope he doesn't go to Houston. I like him, and then I dislike him simultaneously. It's kind of like Kyrie for me. You get the perfect taste of who he is as a player in the playoffs. Two legendary performances, 40-plus, doing everything, clutch shots, and then all of a sudden it's like he's, I don't know, Homie who fucked the COVID tester. What was his name? Daniel House Jr. All of a sudden, James Harden transforms into Daniel House Jr. That's not me being a hater. That's just facts. That is who James Harden is. If you want to give that guy $40 million, congratulations. Uh, Enjoy the rest of mediocrity for the rest of the four years that you have him on your books. For Daryl Morey to use holding a Harden accountable as a justification for firing a guy you did not need justification for firing is fucking crazy. I can't even imagine what this season would have been like 
if Doc didn't try at least to rein in Harden's destructive tendencies. Like, think about this. We've talked about this before. Every off day, he lives in Philly, right? Or, I mean, he plays in Philly. Every off day for James Harden, he spent in Houston. Every day. Every day. Think about that. First, I think about two things. It would have been chaos if he didn't try to rein him in. I now think two things about Doc and the Sixers. First of all, the fact that the Sixers made the second round and went seven games with the Boston Celtics is astounding. And maybe, probably justification to say that Doc didn't deserve to be fired after all. When there's shenanigans like that going on and you take the Celtics to seven... That's damn impressive right there. That might be more impressive than the ring that you have with KG and Paul Pierce. Wild how the facts after the fact change the narrative. I actually want Doc Rivers to get hired back again to a place where there's not baby-ass stars on the team. Second, all of this talk of Harden to Houston, no fucking chance. You think Daryl Morey is going to fire Doc Rivers, because he's not holding Harden accountable and Harden's not going to get, like, as many years as he wants. He's going to get, like, a LeBron-Nike lifetime deal to play for the Philadelphia 76ers and a private jet to transport him back and forth between Houston and Philly every other day and a private hookah man just to throw in because you know that's what he's about and probably some, like, Uh, I don't know, some exotic hookah oils from Ethiopia. I don't know. It's just insane. Can you imagine Harden with Ime Udoka? No chance. I am certain that Ime Udoka has no interest in that bullshit. He told Tillman Fertitta, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally on board with us pursuing James Harden. Give me the job. And then now that he's here, yeah, motherfucker, I'm out on that. Did you see what he did during the playoffs? Fuck that. By the way, Ramona Shelburne said something else. She said this. This is, this is incredible. I've been calling this for years now. Two years, I think, I've been calling this. Since, since James Harden was even whispered to go to the Sixers, before he was even traded to the Brooklyn Nets, I said, this is what's going to happen. Harden's going to reunite with Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey's going to fire Doc. And then Daryl Morey is going to hire his buddy, Dan Tony. And that is exactly what... Ramona Shelburne is saying is going to happen. Mike D'Antoni, all 72 years of him, the entire AARP card, the entire like uh, long-term care insurance part of him is now the front runner to be the coach of the Sixers next year. Trust the process, baby. Trust the process. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Uh, I need to put a trigger warning on this segment. It's going to make our generation of NBA audience, a.k.a. millennials, very mad. Not at me, at Adam Silver. I like Adam Silver. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a progressive guy, but sometimes a little too progressive. You know what I'm saying? He has a message for all of you old heads who thinks that basketball today is played by a bunch of pussies. You know who you are like the Kwame Browns of the world, the Matt Barnes of the world. You know what I'm saying. I see you on my comment section as well, you fans, all the time. You will not shut up about how you hate the league now, how soft it is, how Rick Mahorn and Charles Oakley were actually the pinnacle of basketball, and ever since then, it's been terrible. Here's what Adam Silver has to say to you guys, pining for the days of 84-82 final score games. Our esteemed commissioner said, There was a point in the late 90s when the game just became too physical. For our fans from the aesthetic enjoyment of the game where it de-emphasized the particular skill a player had and maybe weighted too heavy on physicality where a big, strong player could come in and prevent an incredibly skilled player from doing those things. Pause. Hold on. He went there. He basically said the Xavier McDaniels of the day were way too physical because they weren't as skilled. Stop. The commissioner then went on to say this. I think a smaller player like Stephen Curry and what he can do on the floor, I think his ability to shoot and move through the paint, if guys could just bang him and put him on the ground, that's what the case was in the league, I don't think that would be a better brand of basketball. Yeah, you're right. Nobody loves seeing guys get mugged at the rim because it happened all the time. The Pat Riley Knicks were basically a beer league hockey team by the end of his tenure, mugging folks like they were carrying a solid gold suitcase on the far side of the tracks late night, slipping. So if you're mad at the current league, take that up with Adam Silver. Also, let's not, tr- let's like not sleep. Adam Silver also didn't like the reputation of the league in the 90s. That was like a bunch of quote-unquote thugs. I didn't say it. That was the reputation. The game back in the day, though, was electric. It could be too physical. I would like, like, every other month us to go back to the old rules just to see. You can complain that the three-pointer has ruined the offensive flow of the game. You can say there's not enough defense being played. but And you can say players aren't as fundamentally sound. But do not come at me that the game is not physical enough. No one wants to see Dame Lillard getting destroyed and bloody-nosed in the middle on his way to the hoop. That is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We will be back Tuesday with an all-new episode as we are well into the conference finals, almost into the finals. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop pretty much every single day. And follow the Heat Check as the 2022-2023 NBA is in full swing. Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell all your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on the Heat Check, this Heat Check on TikTok, Trista underscore Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, because the Heat Check never sleeps, especially when I am sick and giving you an 11.15 p.m. Thursday night pod. We'll see you next time, folks. Big shout-out to my producer, Nick Berlansky, and all the good folks that make this podcast go.